And it's the one, two, three show you're listening to with me, Sandy Osmani. Now, there's nothing more comforting than sinking your teeth into a nice cookie. But I can tell you it's probably more satisfying when you know that every delicious bite is also helping others. That exa- that is, that's exactly what Cookie Smiles is all about. It's a new social enterprise that bakes, snaps and crunches and is actively supporting local charities at the same time. Let me welcome one of the brainchilds behind the initiative, Joe Su Tang, who is ready to unleash all the delicious ingredients that make up this exciting venture. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to have you. It's quite an interesting sort of concept here. Now, cookies, cookies and smiles, cookies, smiles. Tell me exactly what are you doing and where did the idea come about the cookies? It's all about spreading um, cookie smiles, um, you know, spreading smiles. So we we just started. We launched in June, and um, we we bake. We hire underprivileged individuals, and we train them, um, and then we we sell cookies. So it's a very simple concept. Oh, right. Okay. So tell me, what kind of contingent do you have? How many people do you have involved in this? And we and- have two bakers at the moment mm-hmm. um, that were unemployed, and so my co-founder took them on and and trained them. And she's a baker herself, and you know, into cake decorating. Wow. Um, and you know, we we meet on a monthly basis. She's she's what I call my Christian mother. <laughs> um, so we used to meet up on a monthly basis and, you know, she came up with this concept and said, well, you know, Joe, would you be interested? And this was in March when COVID was, you know, it was a very depressing period. Um, and I, I was at that time of my life where I thought it was, you know, time for something new, a, a journey of my own, doing my own thing, because I volunteered for many um, ch- charities and foundations in the past. Um, mm. And then it just came about, and you know, when you when you when I least expected it. So the ingredients, you know, the types of cookies you're baking. Did we you have, have twelve twelve types oh, of cookies right. at the moment? So okay. they're all mainly snap snaps and crunches, and mm-hmm. we we just launched a dog a dog snack. <laughs> yes, the, the the what is it called? The, it's wolf, called twister. the wolf twister. <laughs> okay. So what what made you go into the the dog side of things? I think, you know, Hong Kong, you know, we're a very privileged city and, you know, we our, our furry fur babies are actually, um, yeah, our, our <laughs> children, a big part of our families. And I, I find Hong Kong people spend a fortune on these things, on, on, their, on their pets. Um, and, you know, it's very welcoming. It's something different than just cookies because um, we've got a good variety now with 12 different types of cookies. And I think, you know, we needed a new product to keep people engaged, even though it's only been six months, not mm. even. yeah. Mm. So how are these, I mean, you are actually, you don't sell these cookies in shops or anything. You actually deliver them to the door, don't you? Well, we, we do on? a bit of both. So we have a minimum requirement where you can buy them online in bulk. Um, we have retailers, actually, as well, mm-hmm. um, that buy them off us. And, you know, we offer them a wholesale rate. So there's shops like Feather and Bone. Um, there's uh, there's eight Feather and Bones that actually stock our cookies. And then we've got some clubs like the LRC. Um, but you can buy them online if you, you know, you can buy them in bulk for parties and fundraising events okay. and so forth. Yeah. That's great. Now, the initiative really, it is a social enterprise. So you are putting these some of these profits back into the community. Who are you helping? Because there's two charities that you're specifically trying to raise more money for. 
Yep, so we follow the UK social enterprise model um, where at least 60 to 70% of it goes back to either your own social venture or charity. So what we've done is 50% goes back to our, our social enterprise and then 20% to two charities. So that's 20% of our annual profits. So um, it's the Hong Kong Down Syndrome Association and Splash Foundation. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things would you be helping them? Obviously, you just donate the money and they we use it. We donate the money. I mean, right. Splash Foundation, I, I've been involved with for over five years. I used to sit on their board and I think, you know, after I resigned, I thought it was a good carry forward because I think there's so much we can do for migrant workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there must be quite a few challenges. Um, you've said that there's, it's only been six months, really, since you started. How difficult was it to set up the social enterprise and get it going? I, I don't think the setup was difficult. I think it was just, you know, having come from, you know, corporate as well as a foundation world, it was really going back to basics. Um, and I think I wasn't used to the fact that we had to move a little bit slower. it was actually really nice um that i didn't have massive targets that i had to reach to of course coming from a corporate background suddenly when you get into social enterprise you can just calm down a wee bit can't you and and it's actually very refreshing yeah (laughs) um and you don't attend board meetings you don't have board members um and it just yes it's it's wonderful and you're actually dealing with real people again um, on the ground you're talking to retailers you're talking to beneficiaries and because it's such a simple model people are very welcoming um, Feather and Bone were extremely welcoming I mean I didn't know anyone there and I just sent them a cold email mm-hmm. um, they replied right away within two days and we set up a meeting and we got started that's absolutely yeah. great now how about the ingredients I know that you know I'm a cook and I do a lot of baking and things like that um, sometimes I find it's just hard to get hold of the ingredients. Now you're making cookies, so you need good flour. How do you source all these ingredients? What are you doing? I mean, you've got a variety. You've got 12 different types of cookies. So where are you getting your ingredients We're, from? we're getting ingredients from the US as well as here in Hong Kong. Um, you know, it's, it's all about making food and making sure that it's also sustainable and that we're also, you know, using suppliers locally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've got a good network of suppliers here as well. Because it's not easy if you think about baking here in Hong Kong with the weather, with the humidity. Yes. I mean, these things affect everything. I know certainly where you make, if you make bread, then immediately the humidity has an effect on it in terms of making it quite soft. So are you having the same sort of challenges? We, you know, we've had some challenges. You know, our retailers have come back and said to us that, you know, people normally leave them in the bag, like the craft bag that actually we supply the cookies in. And, you know, we always remind people to tell them, you know, you make sure you bring them home, put them in a jar, a tightly, you know, um, sealed jar. But I think Hong Kong, we have so much variety mm-hmm. um, and it's such a convenient city. I think people people forget because it's so easy mm. um, to have access to so many different you know, varieties so of snacks. Many, there are just, I mean, there's yes. a huge competition out there. When I walk through the streets of Hong Kong, there are cookies, there are cakes, there are mooncakes. There's all <laughs> sorts of snacks from yes. different countries. There's a huge competition out there. Why the cookie? I think with the cookie, it's a very easy concept to understand. And also, it's very, it's very homey it's very you know your grandma's baking cookies your mother's baking there's a very cookies. traditional yeah. aspect to it and i think it can open doors much more easily would you like a cookie you know mm-hmm. can can we give you a pack of cookies um it's a it's a great you know line to start with and i i think companies these days 
you know, where we supply a lot of um, cookies to corporates, um, we've actually replaced some of their pantry items. So rather than ordering the digestive cookies, you they've know, just gone for and, yeah. and there's a local link there yes. too, isn't there? Yeah. In terms of you helping, it looks like you've got a win-win situation here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, mean, slow, right. we're slowly getting there. <laughs> now the other thing is, is that like, how do you see the future? What what do you hope to do? Obviously, you would like to have spread these cookies far and wide and make sure everyone's using your cookies. But you know, the long-term game. Also, let me first of all ask you about you know, dietary things that people are very conscious now of, you know, how much sugar they're eating. There's lots of vegans out there. So have you adapted your recipes? We, we to have that? a gluten-free vegan cookie as well. So we've partnered up with Spicebox Organics mm-hmm. um, and we've come up with an oatmeal cookie um, mm-hmm. and that, that they are selling at their shop. So, you know, we, we don't try to, you know, be the experts in that whole health world because at the end of the day, a real cookie tastes much better <laughs> yeah if you have it's yeah. about moderation exactly isn't it? if you have one good cookie with some butter in it and you enjoy yes. it you don't have to have five yeah but obviously there are you know people with allergies and whatnot so you know we we definitely respect them we we have an answer to that yeah okay so now how about the future what are you what are you the planning? future more and more cookies different <laughs> varieties whole <laughs> room filled up with cookies we have a couple of promotions that we're planning at the moment for you know christmas because every occasion um, for us is is a, is a is a great situation where people you know can actually pre-order, and that actually allows us to have less wastage. And so we're looking forward to Christmas and it's Chinese New Year. We're thinking of something mm, sparkly for the woofies. All right. <laughs> so you're you're going to stick to that. You are providing for humans and for dogs. Yes. What is the big difference? I mean, you know, I know I know people. You know, is there a special ingredient in the doggy cookie compared to the? They're actually very pure. So we only have pumpkin. Okay, we have. Um, so there's you know, nothing stopping no. somebody from eating a doggy cookie. Well, really, I mean, they're harder, from... so they okay. bake twice. <laughs> okay. So if you have any dental problems might be an issue okay um but no they they bake freshly so they last anywhere from three three weeks to a month yeah okay that's not too bad (laughs) okay so if you could now let me just ask you last question actually is if you could make any kind of wish right now about say perhaps even how you started and what you did or where you'd like to go what would your wish be it's really the wish is really for more corporates um to take on our cookies and to have them in their pantries for their staff Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's that's it's just upward and onward (laughs) well I I haven't really got much more to say to that but listen I'd like to uh, you know thank you for coming in today Cookie Smiles sounds super and your woofy toasters now tell me about them they're kind of like cheesy twists aren't they what are they they look like a cheese um, twist Twist. you know for humans Uh okay because we've just basically you know we we make it very simple for the bakers to learn and so it's two pieces of dough you twist them together and there you go so it helps for production cycles and time, yeah. Well, Joe, you know, you make things sound incredibly straightforward and simple. <laughs> and I'm almost tempted that, you know, quite a few people who are listening at the moment might think, hey, do you know I'm going to start baking cookies? I'm going to get <laughs> them out there. There's obviously a great scope here. So I wish you luck Thank with the Thank you so sisters. much for having me. And Thank uh, you. I look forward to, you know, I'm going to have a look at you and see what sort of ones you've got. You haven't got the gooey ones as yet, have no, you? No, no. There's a lot of gooey ones out there that yeah. are very tasty. Yeah. Yeah, if I need to talk to chip. you. Oh, and also, like, dogs don't eat, um, you can't put chocolate in dogs' no, cookies, can no, you? No, no. Oh, there you are. So you've absolutely. But they do, we did research and they do love pumpkins, so. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> what, you did a poll that asked a number of dogs like this? Yes. And we, we did some trials as okay. well. Okay. So it's been a lot of fun. So I should keep that in mind then. Thank you very Thank much you for so coming much. into the show. <laughs>